Board with Friends, episode 66, Renegade Con. Sounds about right, right? Sort of. Yeah. Sure. We'll go with yes. <laughs> hey, we're doing two episodes today, so that's that's something, right? Uh, it's, 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 so we say. So we'll we say, yeah. We'll, we'll see if the so other we, one happens or not. <laughs> and then even if we record them, when will they come out? My Transformers uh, Buddy Cop movie episode still hasn't been aired. and We, we recorded that like in may well it, all right so i didn't air it because we had so much content that was off topic and most of it was transformers related sure. and i'm like yeah ah, i want to put like a little break between those things and you know the other episode that we're recording you know later today but who knows when it'll air is the we're talking about kingdom so it's more transformers content indeed so, so who knows? what you're saying is that we're we're a transformers podcast maybe uh, i guess we could change our name to robots and friends uh, i don't know friends in disguise friends in disguise i like that oh that yeah, sounds weird yeah. actually yeah i mean we eat every episode uh we either talk about uh transformers or something transformers related or we do a uh, a review of master of disguise starring uh, dana carvey uh <laughs> and we we each play one of the various characters that he plays in the film um, I call the Turtle Club man, uh, representative for our first episode. Um, I've never actually seen that movie, so I don't think I can claim anybody. Are you... Wait, really? Yeah. Really? I've never this seen was it. A big... Wow, this was a big deal in the Bissonette house. From, oh, I uh, for, uh, I, I don't remember what year it came out. Hold on, I gotta look it up. You're about to hear some typing. Hold on. Master of Disguise. 2002. So I'd I was probably gonna say, say early like... 2000s. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably say from like, well, when in 2002 did this puppy come out? August. Okay. So we definitely saw it in the theater, without a doubt. Um, so we definitely saw this in the movies. So I would say that from uh, fall 2002 through mid-2004, this along with Kung Pao Enter the Fist for like, the movies that the Bissonette brothers were obsessed with. Also never seen that. <sighs> Jesus. Zach, what are you <laughs> doing with your life? Uh, not watching okay-ish movies? Uh, you know, there's a picture of uh, Side by Side. The, the uh, Dana Carvey dressed up like the turtle guy next to a picture of Mitch McConnell. <laughs> and if he was bald, he'd look, he'd, he looks all similar. Uh, they're pretty close. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, so I just got back from a overly extended Disney trip and went to Renegade Con, which was an online con. Okay, okay. So 
it was all on, that makes sense that it was all online yeah uh, you know with this day and age that's what they're uh, doing <laughs> yeah that's that, that's what the kids do nowadays um yeah so so uh i was uh we we had a some of the northeast did indeed uh get a hurricane um but we uh mostly dodged it up in in rhode island and southern massachusetts yes but but obviously you have to fly you would have had to fly through all the nonsense so you were stuck in the happiest place on earth and you didn't seem all that (laughs) happy about it and i thought that was very funny all right so it was a fun trip but it was just long and i was already like okay this is it's a seven-day trip. The entire family is here on, you know, Vanessa's side. And it was fun. But it just, I was Disneyed out by, like, the Friday or Saturday and ready to definitely go home on the Sunday. And then the hurricane was happening and Southwest, Air- Southwest Airlines was like, uh, you got to change your flight. And so we tried, but there was no Monday flights available. There was no Tuesday flights available. Or there were, but um, somebody else took, my sister-in-law took the flights that were available and then there weren't any for us so we ended up flying back wednesday morning so it was extended by you know like two and a half days uh but it was a lot <laughs> just yeah just a that, lot <laughs> i guess that's fair but i mean it, it, and i might feel differently uh once we're going with with kids and stuff but as as all adults or at least adult children uh going like i've gone for 10 10 days or I think there was one trip we went for a little bit longer than that because we went to Universal as well. Uh, it was a big, big trip. But like, I don't, I don't know if I could get Disneyed out. But like, I'm also like a weird person. Like, I just like go in there. I, it, but like I said, when you're corralling a bunch of small children, like you need to entertain them. Versus like, I'm perfectly fine just like going to Ma- Magic Kingdom and like sitting on a bench and just being happy that I'm in a pleasant place. I'm not uh, saying it was bad. You know, we did stuff that was fun on the those extra days. We absolutely took advantage of it. But it was just, I was tired. I wanted to be home. I missed my dog. I missed my bed. And I just wanted to be home. And going back on Wednesday and then immediately get, you know, getting off the flight, getting home, and then having to log in for work, it, it was not fun. Yeah, no, no. It, it's good to have that at least uh, uh, overnight. Um if not a day or so before you have to go back to work. Yeah. So like that, that is true. Is just just getting planned. home and immediately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. It, now that you factor that in, I, I think I, uh, I think I basically agree with you. But we had a blast. I flew the Falcon so many times. It was great. You know, I've, I'm hoping that when, when, because I've yet to be able to do it with a full, um, the closest we got were they were doing four people. So me, uh, Amanda, Evan and Olivia all did it. So it was all people we knew. I'm excited to do it with with the full complement of six mm-hmm. um, with just family. Because the first two times Amanda and I did, obviously, if it was just us and a bunch of strangers. Um, and, and that was, you know, slightly awkward at best, um, especially when we went on our second time and the other four people didn't know what to do, but we did. So it's like we're trying to, like, tell these people, like, how to play. And then that's probably ruining the fun for them. And then also as a layer of frustration for me as as, uh, as Mr. Gamer Boy, because they're doing it wrong. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm just excited to do it with just all family when we go uh, yeah. next month. We, we had um, one of the nights we closed the park. Um, we were on it. It was me, Vanessa, my nephew, and my oldest daughter. Uh, we went back to Hollywood Studios and we closed the park and we were, we rode the Falcon like 
three or four times in a row that night. Um, and the last one, like it was, you know, one minute before closing, they said, go ahead, get on there. You know, they let us run through the line, which was awesome, mm-hmm. you know, because the kids thought this was the greatest thing ever that, you know, they were letting us do this. Um, so we sure. ran through the line, we got on there and it was awesome because they, uh, the cast member who was in charge, he goes, oh, hey guys. All right, cool. Do you want to do chewy mode? Which is that secret unlockable mode, um, yeah. that instead of, uh, Hondo, telling you what to do it's just chewy screaming at you and we're like yes let's do it and he goes okay all you have to do is not touch anything and my oldest daughter goes okay and slaps the button and he goes well um that's that you too can't bad for you <laughs> yeah and you know she was just enthusiastic she wasn't trying to stop it from happening because she would have th- found that hilarious to you know have chewy screaming at her the entire time Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but we had a blast. Uh, and it was really cool seeing all the differences, like how well you do. Like, writing it so many times, I was able to see, like, oh, there are changes in it. It's not the same thing every time. This is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Because it's, yeah, it, it, it's generally a once-a-trip thing. So you're yeah. not, uh, you don't necessarily get to see all the different outcomes. So, so that's a good point. That would be uh, hopefully something we do, but we'll see. Yeah, go for it. And, of course, you know, after being able to go to Oga's again, uh, the cantina, Vanessa yes. definitely wants to do a couple's trip where we all get to go to Oga's because that was so much fun. I mean, that won't be for a while. I know. Um, I know. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm I'm obviously for it. And if you guys are going to buy me that beer flight, then just so you can have the, the little Rancor teeth. <laughs> oh, like, she, had, then... she was so, like, planning it out. She's like... We got to get it. Uh, I won't drink the beer, but, you know, Sean should be here and he'll help you drink the beer. I'm like, I can drink beer, but yeah, sure. I'm sure he'd be down for that. But she just wants the Rancor teeth. <laughs> Which, like, it's a cool, it's a cool flight board and the, and the glasses are neat, but, like, you have to use them in the thing because they're pointed. Yeah. So, like... They serve no purpose other than like I don't know different dipping sauces for chicken nuggets. Like oh, I don't the, know what the you're bartender gonna... there was great. Uh, his name is Les. If you ever, if if you're there and you see that guy, he's fantastic. There was a couple other ones too. I think the other guy's name was Bruce who was helping us. But Les was selling it. He's like, oh, I use it for everything. You know, I keep spices in there. You know, so I can just spoon them out. I keep. Uh, he just started naming things that he uses it for and came up with some really interesting you know ideas for how to use it beyond just here's a drinks cup. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well then, all right. Well, fair enough. I mean, but like I said, like it's like yeah, like I, I mean, it's it's like the like I said, the first thought that comes to mind is like ideal uh, chicken, chicken tender, chicken nugget, um, or just handheld food. Uh, like you get yourself uh, an appetizer sampler yeah. at a, yeah at your, at your TGI Fridays or whatever the hell, and then you got you pour all your different. Uh, Pour all your different sauces oh, yeah. into the little red cord seeds, and then ketchup, there you go. Your honey mustard, all that stuff in there. Oh. It'd be great. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's just uh, it's great. That's that's its ideal uh, secondary task. Yeah. Uh, but now she wants to do our basement up like Oga's, which that'll be a trip. But that that's some long term plan she came up with. She really liked those fuzzy tauntauns and loves the atmosphere in there. So now she wants to replicate it in our house. Um, oh yeah, which and, is funny and, and the because fact that you... 
she's not the Star Wars fan. Like she likes Star Wars, but it's not like she's, you know, invested in the canon and the, you know, the books and the movies and everything like that. But she loves Galaxy's Edge because the atmosphere is just so fun and so cool that she wants to replicate it in her home. And I'm all for it. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I agree 100 percent. And you guys should go to now that it's back open again. You should go to Trader Sam's if she's like really into Ogas and stuff like that's yeah. definitely like the progenitor to like what we tried Ogas is in our July trip. We tried. But it was so busy we couldn't get in. Damn. Well, I I hope that I hope we get to go because it was that was one of my favorite new experience because you know because I'd never been to the one in Florida. So when Amanda and I went to California, um, literally weeks before uh, uh, our, the current state of the world, um, that was one of the favorite. That's probably my favorite not ride experience. Um, new experience it was, was trader sam's it was it was awesome yeah I'd, I'd love to go there it looks really cool but this but. was not supposed to be a disney podcast no 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 <laughs> no but I, I i did want to bring attention because we hadn't you know i haven't talked to you not via text since you'd come back so <laughs> so i i wanted to I, I did want to discuss your uh your extended stay a little bit but yes what are we here to talk about so um i wanted to talk about renegade con which i mentioned earlier yes um completely virtual con it was actually pretty cool i got to sign up for it early i just got a link in my email clicked on it i was working while watching it um i've been to conventions before you've been to conventions before it's you know you think you're gonna have to plan your day and like oh you know pick and choose between events nope they just had here's our schedule you can log in and watch whatever you want i watched um basically the whole thing even the painting events which were actually pretty cool to watch this um i can't remember the gentleman's name but uh he does papa like louise uh, he does what it, it was papa louise I, yes, I brought yes, up the schedule you. right now yep um he's very talented um and he was he painted a uh one of the new the solar ranger from the current heroes of the grid kickstarter which was pretty impressive because i've read the comic and that's a really difficult thing to capture uh, because mm-hmm. it's all like a nebula based uniform, uh, but he was doing a really good job with it and, you know, coming up with all the different purples that he wanted to do. And it, he talked through his process, which I really appreciated as someone who tries to paint unsuccessfully. Um, but the other thing he painted, he got to start painting a GI Joe miniature, um, which was awesome because you get to see the the new miniatures coming out for the GI Joe RPG. Um, okay. They're going to have sets nice. of those. Um, I thought that was great. Um, he painted uh, Gung Ho, uh, but he also showed off some of the others um, that were available. Um, so it was neat to see that. Um, I'm a little disappointed they didn't announce any kind of G.I. Joe tabletop game, like a mm-hmm. like a strategy game or, or anything like that. But uh, the RPG sounds really cool, the system. I had been telling you about that as, it, as they were talking about it. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I, I mean, because I'm looking at the schedule here, and mm-hmm. I... The the role playing game obviously includes um, ever you know G, what is GI Joe Transformers. You can adapt it to GI Joe Transformers yeah, they, and they Power use Rangers. Yeah, the Essence Twenty system, which is a D twenty mm-hmm. based system, um, just like D anD D, but it's very different in the sense that there's it's two D twenties and then the rest of the types of dice and a D two, which is basically a coin. Yeah, um, and there's going to be themed you know Essence Twenty sets for dice that you can buy from Renegade, obviously, um, themed around G.I. Joe, Transformers, and Power Rangers. Um, 
but the system is compatible with each other. So if you wanted to have, um, I was telling my cousin about this because he said, oh, so I could have uh, Twilight Sparkle from My Little Pony because they're also doing it for My Little Pony. Uh, meet yeah. the Power Rangers. I said, you know, Ryan, you could have Twilight Sparkle be a Power Ranger if you want to. And he was like, oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> Um, I don't know if he's a brony self, you know, uh, proclaimed, but he knows, you know, some of the pony names and uh, my he daughters does. watch it. So I, I know several of the names now. Uh, Evelyn actually started watching the Friendship is Magic cartoon on Netflix and uh, uh, she's really into it now. So I, I have to learn all the pony names and stuff like that again. Of course. Of course. The the only real friend of reference I have for My Little Pony was, uh, this is years ago at this point, but Death Battle did a... Uh, Rainbow shoot, which one goes really fast? Rainbow Dash. Rainbow Dash, thank you. Uh, it was Rainbow Dash versus Starscream, and oh, that was. Very I funny. remember that one; it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- that's my only real frame of reference is is uh, when it's referenced, talk, you know, something like. I think there was one other thing, but it was also Rainbow Dash. Probably, she's uh, very popular. I guess. Maybe it was a second death battle. I don't remember. Probably. Um, so the RPG system is, like I said, it's D20 based, but the interesting things about it is like, you know, in Dungeons and Dragons from playing it, like you have hit points and your character could potentially die. Um, because of the themes of Power Rangers, uh, you know, G.I. Joe and Transformers and My Little Pony, there's no death in this system from the way I understood it, but you can be, you know, knocked out and your character could, you know, lose a major thing but it's supposed to encourage new story amounts so like okay you you failed at this giant task to stop the bad guy or to you know uh you know whatever it is that you're going to do so it's supposed to kind of move into like here's a new challenge for you based on your failure and grow from there um so it's kind of interesting it's it's much more story based and looking to encourage people to do more heroic things um based on that and the system sure. you you could potentially roll multiple dice in a roll like you could roll your d20 plus uh a d4 or d6 or whatever um and if you roll the highest number on that die it's considered a critical hit or a critical success yeah. um so it's not it's a much more rewarding system than D&D and some of the other systems that are out there it gave me a vibe of amazing tales honestly um, because it's not about, um, you know, the, the DM is not trying to kill, you know, the players. The, the DM is yeah, trying yeah. to encourage a really great story and give them a good time. It's not necessarily, uh, and obviously not all DMs play that, but like D&D is, is inherently an adversarial uh, relationship between the yeah. uh, the players. and Because it's, it's, it's combat focused a lot of, or at least a lot, of, it devolves into being combat focused a lot mm-hmm. of the time. Um so yeah, it does sound a little bit more like Amazing Tales, but like that being said, how does it deal with just because I haven't watched any of this stuff and I haven't done any research on it, and I'm not sure how much you have. How did because you are the GI, you are GI Joe, you are the Power Rangers, you are Transformers, so there is combat, so there there would be conflict, not just social stuff where you're seeing how well or how poorly you're doing. So how does it handle those sorts of situations? Uh, like, do you have combat stats and whatnot? Or are you just like, I want to punch Megatron in the face? Like, all right, cool. Roll to see how well you punch him in the face. So you do in the sense of um, you, the way you build your characters, um, it's based around four essences, hence the essence mm-hmm. name in the system. 
um, strength, speed, smarts, and social. But those okay. names can be tweaked depending on which franchise you're looking at, which book you're looking at. But it's the same thing, basically. Sure. Um, and you start out with two points in each, and then each of those categories has like subcategories underneath it. And yeah. you use depending on what you want to do. Um, so if there's, um, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, if you want to do something like uh, open a door that's locked, you know, the DM can choose, or GM in this case, sorry, DM mm -hmm. is not the appropriate term. Uh, the it's GM will choose like, what, okay, roll for this. And if you're proficient in it, you know, you get to roll an extra die with it. Um, okay. And if you, you know, they have like a, success like here's the number you got to reach to do what you want to do um okay. stuff like that um i they i haven't seen anything with combat yet specifically okay uh but you definitely have you know gear and stuff like that especially in the gi joe campaign they showed us how to create a character in it um you have gear that you can you know bring with you on missions and stuff like that that will augment your stats there, there's a lot of ways to do it and it's all detailed in the books, obviously. They didn't want to give too much away, but they gave a really good idea of how it's going to flow. And there's a okay. weekly show doing a Power Rangers RPG right now. Not the Hyper oh, nice. Force one, uh, but a new one based on this system. Okay, cool. All right. Well, um, that's something to check out then. Yeah, I watched the first episode of it. It wasn't... Um, it was It was good. Uh, it was very... It felt heavily influenced by Mighty Morphin, which is to be expected. Sure. Um, because that's what the majority of people a, will know. Um, but it was, yeah. there, there was no combat yet in it. Like by the end of the first episode, they had just gotten to Zordon. I think, um, I'm trying to remember now it's been a couple, uh, a little bit of time since I've watched it. Um, yeah. there's probably more episodes now where they have done stuff. Um, but they assigned, you know, your, the Ranger colors and stuff like that. They got their coins and things. Um, but it, like I said, it's a very story heavy system. Um, so it's designed to, you know, really build up the story and build up the characters and let you have those character heroic moments. It's not, you know, necessarily like D&D, &D, which was, okay, there's four skeletons in the room and, um, you know, what are you going to do? I'm going to shoot it with my crossbow, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, which which obviously, you know, that's not the only way to play D&D, &D, but for most people, most of the time, that's yeah. kind of what it turns into. It, it um, felt like this was encouraging the more story aspects rather than um D, &D which gives you the very mechanical and then you bring the story aspect to it you know you give the you bring the flavor this just kind of encourages you to bring the flavor more which exactly. i liked i thought that was pretty yeah. cool that seems to be the case with most of the other rpg systems that i've heard of or have you know relative not experience playing, but like other people playing them or reading these other systems, that that seems to be the case with a lot of the other ones. So that makes sense. Hmm. And but just yeah. like with you know anything else, they're merchandising the heck out of it, obviously. Uh, so there's going to be you know new miniatures for Power Rangers. There's going to be miniatures for GI Joe. They did not announce miniatures for Transformers, um, or My Little Pony, um, but I think that's because uh, WizKids has the license for those. So they might not be able oh, to, okay. but they didn't really address it. People were asking in the chats, but they didn't say anything. But I have a feeling it's because WizKids has the license for miniatures right now, mm, um, which is too it. bad, but that's the way it is, you know? Yeah. This all came about because um, 
Power Rangers was owned by Saban when Renegade got the license, I believe. And then Hasbro bought Power Rangers, so they negotiated, you know, to do, you know, more with Hasbro's properties, which is why they now have access to G.I. Joe, Transformers, and My Little Pony. Yes, which, you know, uh, Renegade's been doing. Uh, 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 Renegade, I not pro- they might be other than... No, you know, yeah, Renegade. We probably reviewed pr- m- more Renegade games than uh, than anything anybody else, at least as far as repeat publishers go. Yeah. Or or talked about their games more than most of the other ones. So, uh, good for them. And they they got a lot of good IP stuff. You know, they, yeah. they got a and they they respect it. That's the thing. That's what made me yeah. so happy when I saw that they got this because I, I as disappointed as I was that the Transformers TCG was ending. Um, at least knowing that Renegade has access to this and it, they're making games based on you know these properties, I know that they're going to respect the properties and do do the right do, do right by them. Sure. Um, that makes or as right. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I got you, and, and that makes sense. Um, and the, uh, another question I have about the RPG system, because I mean, because looking at this other stuff, obviously, um. You know, uh, it looks. Well, let me take a look here. Yeah, Power Rangers role playing role playing game live, um, board and card game. The other big thing that they really talked about uh, is the deck, the Transformers deck building game. It looks like um, everything else was kind of supplementing those the, the RPG and the deck building game. You know, like creating a new character and and just upcoming games in general. Blah blah blah. So, um, with this essence RPG, are they encouraging or, or the books? Is it because you said the the Power Rangers? Sorry that I keep on brain farting. We haven't recorded anything in a long time, so I'm finding it hard to not use filler words. That's okay. We um <laughs> so you said that the game they're playing is based off of my or is inspired by Mighty Morphin. So do the books come with tools for you to make your own characters specifically or can could you be optimus prime or like if you play the transformers game or are they like no like make your own story here are the tools to make your own characters so that question was specifically asked about mighty morphin but it kind of is a catch-all for all the franchises Um, sure maybe not so much my little pony i'm not familiar enough with the eras of my little pony to talk to it but yeah whatever um they didn't talk about my little pony all that much i I think that one's further down in development because it's not scheduled to be released for a while but the question was specifically put towards power rangers because it was noticed that uh it was heavily focused on what would be called the zordon era so mighty morphin through power rangers in space um and they said the book does um talk about it in the sense of that era of power rangers Mm -hmm. but you could make up whatever you want. You could fall into any era of Power Rangers you want, or you could make up your own. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just okay. for reference and for terminology and stuff like that, it it follows the Zordon era. Same thing with Transformers. Uh, I guess you could say the, the book will heavily be influenced by Generation 1. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you can't do a Beast Wars campaign. That doesn't mean you can't touch on the Armadaverse if you want to be a masochist. You know, you can... Or the movie, you know, universe or something. 
Yes. You can do whatever you want. You can use the system to create these things because a lot of the terminology and a lot of the you know themes will transpose to those different eras. Um, there's nothing to say okay. that you can't be the RPM Rangers. You know, you could be, you, you could have one person be from Mighty Morphin and one person be from, I forgot the name of the current show. Uh, oh, I have no idea. Dino I can Fury, look it up. I think. Or, I don't know, something dinosaur. Um, but, you know, they're, they're you could be from all over the place if you want to. It doesn't matter. And you can cross them if you want. Um, so you could have Optimus Prime meet Jason the Red Ranger. You know, you can do that kind of stuff with it because it's an RPG and you're writing the story. Do whatever you want. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, really, the reason why I'm asking that is because I want to make sure that I'm allowed to be uh, Evac from the uh, Transformers ride at Universal Studios. I want to make sure he's on the table so that way I can, I can play Evac. The, uh, well, you want to make your own uh, character, don't you? Uh, Evac 2. Okay. I'll be an NPC. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> You know, I'm going to make a Transformer called Illusion, and, and what they do is that they construct elaborate illusions, um, but then also, actually, no, you know what? It'd be funnier if Illusion didn't make illusions because you're mad that Mirage makes mirages. <laughs> oh, but he did in Kingdom. We'll talk about that another time. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what Illusion does is he actually, uh, he, he turns into a giant rocket launcher that fits on into Bumblebee's mouth. So he's a target master that is also a headmaster that I don't is know. only compatible with Bumblebee. Only, okay. <laughs> only. That's what he does, and his name's Illusion because it's Fantastic. an illusion that he can do anything else. So the and he shoots a hologram instead of an actual blast. No, no, no. He shoots B-shaped uh, rockets, like the letter B or the insect. Both. Both. Okay. Both. So letter B is with wings. And also every tenth one is shaped like a B wing from Star Wars and then Fantastic. that drops its own bombs. <laughs> I love it. Alright, I'm glad. We'll have a great And then every ten this. every ten of those B wings has Rose Tico's sister in it, the one that gave her the necklace and died in that very cool scene at the beginning of uh Last Jedi. Awesome. <laughs> Star Wars isn't on here though. They don't What have other questions license. do you have? No, it doesn't appear that they do. No, I'm good. I mean, is there is there a Star Wars tabletop? I mean, there oh, there are D and D. There are old D and D, like before there was Pathfinder and stuff. There are books that let you turn old versions of uh, either second or third edition or even advanced uh, turns into dragons into Star Wars themed. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, stuff. you could take any. RPG system and make it whatever you want. I mean, years True. ago, the first time I played, I, I, I've mentioned this before, the first time I played, they took the Mutants and Mastermind system and turned it into a Transformers campaign just to get me to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did play. And I enjoyed the character creation. I didn't enjoy the campaign as much, but it was still, you know, it kind of opened my eyes to, oh, this is a really neat storytelling tool. Um, and it was you know, fun in that respect. And I've grown to like RPGs since then. So, and I want to play one. Yeah. Um, no, you didn't like it because it didn't focus enough on the love story between uh, Megan Fox's character and. There were no humans uh, in we- it. So, you know, you're just going to fly. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> There's no leg humping enough. robots in it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. There's a, there's a disturbing lack of yeah. leg humping robots. 
So that, Wheelie was involved with Rat Trap, and you weren't for yeah. that because they wouldn't have been alive at the same time. You weren't there. You don't know what the campaign was. I can guess. <laughs> anyway, uh, so besides the uh, RPG, they also talked a little bit about Heroes of the Grid, which you are familiar with. We love that game. Yes, yeah, uh, very good, very great game. So the you know mainly just information like the current Kickstarter that just uh, they just wrapped up. Um, they kind of talked a little bit about how. And this is affecting all industries, and not specifically the board game industry, but shipping delays from you know Chinese manufacturers are causing some problems. So stuff's just getting delayed. Um, so they said, you know, just wait, your stuff's coming, don't worry. They're aiming for September, but it'll probably be October at this point, but who knows. Um, mm-hmm. But they did announce a couple of new things about the game. Um, I think I sent you a picture of one of them. It was... There's a Christmas themed set coming out. Yes, yes, with so Santa, you get to play as a Santa Ranger, Claus. <laughs> which hold on, I got to look this up too. Power Rangers, Santa? Question mark. So apparently, Santa's been in several episodes of Power Rangers. I had no idea, uh, but they made uh, him as a playable Ranger character, um, which is interesting. And it's going to come with a villain. Ugh, I can't remember the name of it now. Like present, not presentor. That sounds bad. Um, <laughs> he's he's presenting. I mean, hold on, hold on, hold on. How much worse could the actual name of the villain be? I think it was Heximus or something. Um, uh, maybe that was not it. much better. It, whatever. It's it's a fun theme. I don't think I will get this, but it's it was funny to see um, that they're you know digging deep into the lore of Power Rangers, and you know this is something that's coming out as a fun little thing. I, I think it was only going to be like a twenty. $25 set because it's just the two figures and their cards um, but it's neat that they're doing stuff like that but they also no- announced uh, for next year uh, what's coming out for the bigger sets and they did say that the fan favorite series Time Force is going to come out next year I don't know if you know that one Sean but it's a time travel based series um, it was actually pretty good I, I, I have watched some of it um, one of the it's one of the series that has uh you know a pretty good range of actors in it um and they do a good job with it and the story is actually not cheesy i mean it's cheesy but it's not you know super cheesy um i enjoyed it for what i've seen of it um so i I always said like okay that one and rpm would be the only two that i would go into for this game and then i'm done and of course they announced one of the ones that i would get yeah, of course. So I'll probably get that one. Uh, but they also announced a Merciless Minions pack, which is more foot soldiers from uh, the different eras. I think it's going to be the Zeo foot soldiers from that. I think they're called Cogs. And then it's going to have some other goodies and stuff in it. So just more stuff for Heroes of the Grid. I think I'm almost done with getting stuff for Heroes of the Grid at this point because I have a ton of stuff for it and we don't play it enough to make it worth owning all these things because yeah there's tons of variety but it's not like we're playing this weekly where you know we need that variety (laughs) which is too bad because i really do enjoy the game i would like to play it more but i do feel like if this was the type of game like if if um if here's the grid had been out like i don't know seven or eight years ago how whenever i was living with uh ryan mike and flanny in Providence, and like we had every expansion of uh acadia quest which is now in my basement because um 
Ryan didn't want it anymore. Then Mike's wife made him get rid of it. And then Mike just left it here. And then now Amanda doesn't want it, but it's just here now. But anyways, I, I feel like uh, Heroes of the Grid would have been the game where we were getting every single expansion and and just like, you know, just accumulating all this stuff and then playing it very often. It's just, yeah, it's just unfortunate that, you know, we're all we're all real life adults with real life things to do. Uh, yeah, being don't an get adult to play sucks. the same game. Uh, it's like, oh, cool. We this is our first game night in two months. What haven't we played yet? Um, as opposed to you know having those one or two go to games that that we would have had when we were younger. Like the number of times I played regular like base betrayal with uh, Keith, Eric, and Joe, you know, fifteen years ago or whenever that game came out, versus now, or it's like, you know, you might play a game two or three times, but then there's always something new to play. Yeah, I would have been all over this game, playing it constantly, or at least trying to, um, had this come out earlier. I'm, I'm glad it's out. I really, really like this game. It's It sticks in your head when you play it, and you want to play it again. And finding the different combinations of, you know, rangers, not even the villains, just changing up and playing different rangers is really fun. Um, I, I'm just surprised. And this, this was the game that solidified. I already liked Renegade. You know, they have a lot of good stuff. You know, we've talked about, um, like, Clank in Space and uh, the Scott Pilgrim game. And I've played so many other games from them, you know, over the years. Mm. But this was the one that solidified them as, like, I wish they had access to properties that I love. And now they do. Um, so yeah. it, it, I know that they're going to be respectful to, you know, Transformers and G.I. Joe. I want to see them do more stuff. You know, um, I would love to see them do a tabletop game for G.I. Joe. I think it deserves it, especially after playing um, the G.I. Joe Commando Attack game from the 80s. Sure. I'm like, G.I. Yeah. Joe needs that style of game. I think it suits itself to, you know, dudes on a map, miniatures, you know, some sort of strategic game. Um, I think it really does deserve that and it, it would, the theme would play well into it. Um, Transformers, not as much, but I, I think it could be done and it could be fun. And I think Renegade would be the ones to do it. So mm. I'm excited to see where they go from here. Um, the deck builders look really cool, but I, I want to see more. <laughs> I want to see them do more cool stuff with this. Yeah. No, no, for sure. I, I, and I'm glad that, that Renegade is getting more of these Hasbro properties. Uh, cause it's, yeah, every, every IP thing that they've done before even if we don't necessarily love the game, like with, uh, like with, uh, I know Ghostbusters wasn't a huge hit, um, with the group at large. Um, but yeah, the, like, but the, the, the care that goes into the game, even if the game isn't necessarily a slam dunk for, for us personally, uh, is always great. Yeah. Um, but speaking of the deck builders, that was the other major thing that they talked about. Um, yes. So the Power Rangers deck builder is, it's already out. Um, you got to play it when we had that game day, which was awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Already announced the the Zeo Rangers expansion, which will be a standalone box set. I think that's coming out. It's supposed to come out this month or the month after. Um, but it's it's playable by itself. You don't have to have the base game, the original game, to do it. You can just buy that mm -hmm. if you want. Um, but they're completely compatible with each other. If you want to mix and match Rangers, you can. Um, and then they also announced the next small box expansion for it, which is going to be the Omega Rangers, which are from the comic series. It 
comes it, it explains what happened to jason zach and trainee the original red black and yellow ranger yeah so it's, they didn't actually go to a peace conference they apparently went and became another ranger team with some alien lady oh um okay i mean i did, I did read it but i don't remember everything <laughs> i mean that's a that's a far better explanation than saban uh, didn't want to pay them more than uh, minimum. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in the that continuity, they become this other group of rangers, and they ba- basically they go off into the you know the other planets and they save people and do heroic things there. But they're their own team of rangers, and this expansion is going to have them you know the Omega Rangers in it. But that one will require at least one of those base games to play because it's not going to come with everything. It's going to be a small boxes expansion, uh, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, But for the other uh, deck builders, they also talked about uh, Transformers, which they actually showed some live gameplay of that. Um, Mm -hmm. And then they talked about GI Joe and specifically they answered a question in the chat about how, why they're not all compatible with each other. Like the RPG, it's all compatible because it's one system. But for the deck builders, they they made the conscious choice to do their own games. They are deck builders, but they're not the same deck building system. So they're not compatible with each other. And be, the reason they chose to do that was actually pretty cool. They just wanted to make sure they made the best possible game for the theme. So like the Power Rangers game, you know, it's all about the rangers versus the evil space aliens and you know trying to fight over you know and knock each other out basically the gi joe game they wanted to make a game that was completely cooperative so everybody is working together as members of gi joe against cobra Mm -hmm. um so it's going to be mission based you know there's going to be scenarios much like um the uh keep wanting to say valor versus venom i know that's not it uh uh the the deck builder game from venom assault yes venom assault thank you uh i knew had venom in the title um the venom assault uh deck building game which actually is based on gi joe uh yeah it it, comes full circle uh so it's going to be a much more scenario based game uh I, i it's not going to play like that from the way i understand it but you know the the idea is the same um where you'll have missions that you go on um, they showed a few of the cards and stuff like that. Like you have to, you can get the GI Joe vehicles and, you know, you have to assign your troops to the vehicles and send them on the mission. And then there'll be some dice mechanics as well to, you know, complete the missions and, you know, get successes. And then, you know, they have to come back and the vehicles that you put them in will give them bonuses. So you start off with really basic, like a GI Joe Jeep. I think it's called a vamp. Um, and you can put four people in it. Um, and you start with basic troops and you kind of level them up and they become a G.I. Joe. You know, they start off mm-hmm. as just like you're a regular, regular old soldier and you can you know become a G.I. Joe. But you can also get uh, the G.I. Joe characters in the deck building game and level them up as well. And they become much more powerful and useful to you. So it sounds like it's going to be pretty interesting. I do have that. Pre-work. OK. Um, All right. And I, I like that they're their explanation made me happy you know just like the rpg i thought oh it'd be so cool if you could cross over and have you know optimus prime fighting with you know the power rangers against lord zed or something like that um but really it does make sense to keep these within themselves and expand within the story elements 
Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's the same type of thing. Um, uh, like with villainous, it's like Marvel villainous is not compatible with regular villainous because while they are, you know, both villainous, they're not played the same way. You don't have the same objective. You don't have the same types of uh, actions and and, and you know, stuff you can do. So it makes sense to keep them separate um, for the, for that very similar reason. Plus, if they were all compatible with each other, then you would only buy the franchise that you like necessarily and then be done with it because why do I, you know, it's all the same game. Why do I need to buy the other ones? I like G.I. Joe the most. Uh, but it says if they're all games, you might want to experiment and find out not necessarily what your favorite of the franchise is, but what favorite of uh, variation of the game you prefer as well. Hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I like all three, so I, I already really like the, De- the Power Rangers one. I'm definitely going to get the other two. So Yeah, we got exactly. Um, oh, yeah. And we'll hopefully, you know, review them and do an episode uh, on them, maybe, you know? Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to. Yeah. The um, I, I know there's not a whole lot else to go over uh, about Renegade Con, so really quickly, I just wanted to touch upon Santa Claus oh, uh, yes. again. Yes. All right. So at least in the English versions of uh, Power Rangers, there have been four different people that have played Santa Claus. It has been from 1995 through 2019. So Santa Claus has appeared in two episodes of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh, two. One of, two, yeah. One episode of Samurai, one of Super Samurai, one Dino Charge, one Dino Supercharge. One, they really need better names. One Ninja right. Steel, one Super Ninja Steel, one Hyperforce, <laughs> and one Beast Morphers. Um, and as far as, uh, but, but there are Santa Claus derivatives in, slash imposters in several of the Japanese version of uh, Sentai. Uh, and there is one Sentai Ranger named Gokai Christmas, who is wearing what appears to be a very stereotypical uh, like pirate uh, jacket. With a with a little crossbones, uh, with two scimitars in the middle, and he's half red, half green, cut right down the middle. Cool. So Gokai Christmas is guy's fourth unique form while fighting Mission Commander Bibaboo on Christmas Eve. Guy decided to fuse Marvelous and Doc's keys together to create a holiday themed form with his red and green color as well as the gold Gokai symbol on his helmet. Guy not only served as a Christmas hero, but also matched the colors of the flag of Portugal, the nation which brought Christmas to Japan. Huh. I didn't know so, that. So, go- Gokai Christmas. Yeah, I didn't know that either. That's very interesting. Uh, he has a Gokai saber and a Gokai gun as his weapons. And there's a picture of him posing, you know, having recently transformed next to the others, I assume, Sentai Rangers of the time. And those are some interesting costumes that they're wearing. The pink Sentai, uh, ha- or, or sorry, the pink Gokai Ranger has a very strange uh, blonde wig on. And the orange uh, Gokai Ranger head helmet looks like a uh, Transformer. <clears throat> Super Sentai. So, yeah, sen- it's an odd duck, from what I yeah. Understand. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's all odd. Yeah, um, it is. And I mean, Power Rangers point. is odd too. It's 
Yeah. I, I like that there's a list of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven Santa imposters that have been throughout the different uh, iterations of, of, of Sentai, Super Sentai. So, um, so yeah. So, so what you're saying is there is definitely precedence to have power. There uh, is Santa a Claus yeah. in Power Rangers. <laughs> Santa Claus has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different Power Rangers shows. Even though seven of those nine are just the the show, and then the second season of that show, but for some reason they gave it a different name. But yeah, so nine different Power Ranger iterations throughout the years from '95 to 2019. Wow. Well, hopefully in December you can play as Santa in Heroes of the Grid. If, yes, if I just wonder which which version of Santa. I don't which know. Which version? Maybe it's an of amalgamation. Santa Claus. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that, that's that's all I had on, on Santa. Um, the picture of the 1995. This kid that's playing the elf looks like he's not having a good day in this still. Uh, and that's all. That's it. That's all I got. All right. Well, the last bit um, is the information on the Transformers deck building game. Um, yes, yes, yes. So the they're doing one box set. The first box is going to have the is just themed around the Autobots. You can play as Autobots, um, and the Decepticons are in it, but they're enemy cards and things like that. And then there will be mm-hmm. a second set coming out, which is uh, the Arise. It's called a Rising Darkness, another standalone expansion where it's you're playing as Decepticon characters, and presumably you're fighting the Autobots. There wasn't a lot of information on it, but they're the same system, so though you can mash them up and do both if you want. Uh, they created, and presumably because you can mash them up and have some players be Decepticons and some players be Autobots, it's got a cooperative mode and a competitive mode. Makes sense. Uh, the storyline behind the competitive mode is that if you're playing in the Autobots version, it's like a training mission, so you're trying to see who's the best Autobot. Um, you know, so you can earn victory points based on enemies that you kill and things that you do in the game. Uh, but the way the game is going to play is you're going to create a, uh, I think it's a four by four grid of cards. So traditionally deck builders would just have a line of cards that you can buy from with the weaker cards. Uh, but this yeah. one, you have this grid, think of it like that's your terrain. That's, you know, where you're traveling around. Um, and you'll have a standee of your character and you can move, you know, ar- use your cards to for movement, move your car- use your cards to explore and flip over cards and see what they are. Um, use your cards to buy them if you want to or defeat them, you know, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you move around this grid and you flip over cards. If it's, you know, an item or if it's a relic or a, like a human ally or something, you can buy those cards and add them to your deck, just like a regular deck builder. If yep. it's a enemy card um, and they flip over, then they will ambush you and attack you and you take damage. Damage doesn't work as dead cards in your deck, from what I could tell. It acts as negative points at the end of the game. Um, so you can potentially okay. lose. If you're playing in a competitive mode. Um, yeah, yeah. If you flip over a scheme card, these were really interesting. Um, they're not exactly... Um, they're not Decepticon characters. They are stuff that the Decepticons are doing, and they will drastically mess with what you are capable of doing in the game. Uh, like one of them, I'm trying to remember, uh, in the game that I watched, 
they did a really bad job of explaining what they were doing. They just played it. Um, but the scheme that they flipped over, it basically enhanced any Decepticon that came out after that. And, you know, they would cause more damage and made it more difficult for them to defeat the, the Decepticons. But you have to do certain things to get rid of the schemes. Like the one that came out, you had to assist another player and block an attack from a Decepticon um, to them. So not to you, to another player. So it forced you to be, mm. um, forced you to work together, which in a competitive game you don't necessarily want to do. Yeah. Um, but you, there are rewards for helping each other out. In that. They didn't show the cooperative version, um, but it, it's very similar. It just takes out the points and there's a few tweaks to the system. But it was very interesting. The game can end when the deck is empty. So when you filled, they call it the matrix, but that grid of cards um if there's no more cards to fill the game ends um but you have to defeat the i think it's three three decepticon um henchmen and one leader so i think it's four total decepticons you have to defeat okay um and then you know you win and and in a co-op in a competitive game you'd add up the points and see who actually won um but I liked a lot of the aspects of it. Like there was definitely a lot of theming in there with some of the human heroes that I saw, what they do, how they help you. They're they're like in the Power Rangers game when you get a location, you don't put them in your deck, you put them in front of you and they give you an ongoing um, assistance. An ongoing, uh, which is really yeah. neat. Uh, so it added a lot of choice. Plus you have your actual character that you choose that you have a vehicle mode and or an alt mode. And you have their robot mode. So robot mode is much more combat based and can do, you know, things like that. Whereas the vehicle mode gives you more mobility so you can move around the grid more and get to the places that you need to be. Uh, it was very interesting looking. I'm, I'm obviously I'm getting the game and I, I'm, I'm very excited to play it because I, I, I was, I, I had the expectation that it was going to be similar to Power Rangers. So I was disappointed when it wasn't obviously for what we just talked about, but sure. I'm now that I've actually seen the gameplay and the choices that you can make in it. I'm excited for this game. I'm, I think it's going to be really cool. That's a, obviously it's a very, it's, it's a very different mechanic yeah. for, um, for building up your deck, which the fact that, you know, the alt modes are, are typically for terrain, uh, stuff for traveling. It, it, that's an interesting way to kind of, set it up so like it's still a deck builder but it's also uh a kind of traditional board game or like how something like a deck builder would work in like a uh in like a video game it's like you don't just like you're not just buying more cards and and like a a deck building type video game you're like getting them by exploring or fighting or or whatever so that's that's an interesting take on it i'm, I'm gonna be curious to see how it uh how it all works out once we once we get our hands on it. Yeah. I'm also interested to see where they take it. Cause they did talk about how, like, obviously the, the, the first expansion is going to be the Decepticons. I don't expect it to be very different mechanically or add mm-hmm. much more to it. Other than you get to play as Decepticon characters. Um, I think melding the two together and making it a competitive Autobots versus Decepticon game uh, will be, more interesting but who knows i might be surprised they didn't really give us any information about what's going to be in the decepticon set other than it's a decepticon mm-hmm. theme set um, sure. but they did talk about how 
because there was a lot of comments like there was one several people who just all caps saying beast wars over and over again which i get beast wars is awesome uh but they were just you know spamming the comment section with, with this over and over again they said don't worry you know we're in this for the long haul we got a lot of stuff planned you know for more things uh to be put in there um and they said we hear you you like beast wars so <laughs> you know there's gonna be more uh you know elements from j- just like with power rangers you know they already expanded out to zeo and uh, the mm-hmm. this i wouldn't call it obscure but definitely not as well known the omega ranger set Sure. So I, I have high hopes that, you know, if the first two sets do well, that they're going to continue with uh, more themed boxes and, you know, we'll, we'll get some cool stuff there. Well, I mean, all these, I mean, you say it's, you know, lesser known Omega Rangers, which obviously lesser known because it's just from the comics, but it's older, it's older millennials that are driving all of these things. Oh, yeah. And so the older millennials that never stopped consuming Power Rangers are the ones that are reading battle for the grid and, and this omega range and stuff. they're the ones so, buying this stuff obviously exactly so um and they're the ones making this stuff too <laughs> also true you know what if you if you want your damn beast wars buy this game and yeah. talk about it and play it then maybe you'll get your beast wars maybe then you can hang out with rat trap if people had bought the tcg we could have gotten kingdom slash beast wars in the tcg but you know that didn't happen <sighs> I, the tcg had its own it's a fun it was a fun it is and was a fun game but it had its own uh i think i think it had some identity issues that it should have sorted out before it came out yeah i I mean i sat back and after you know the initial pain was over of it being done you know i thought about it i'm like there definitely could have been this could have been fleshed out more like i I think you and i you you had said it in the in our original review you wish there was more to it in the first set because it kind of alienated the gamers because it was so entry level, and then they piled on, you know, the mechanics. Too, ma- too for, many things. Yeah. Quite frankly, like if you had had the the green and the black cards from the word go, then, which those mechanics inherently are not complicated, but the fact that you're like layering them all afterwards, like this isn't a video game where you're playing it more and leveling up and getting more advanced mechanics. Like it is a card game. Like you like that you are buying constantly so you need to have those things available it felt like they left too much out like they held the hose and then opened it up (laughs) yeah yeah and And then and then it was a deluge of uh, mechanics were added to it that just kind of yeah uh, alienated the the entry-level people exactly the white black and green card should have been in there from the get-go and then it would have been a more complete game and then you could have expanded on with the uh, with the micro machines and the uh, uh, <laughs> combiners and stuff. But, yeah. you know, whatever. No, I get it. But it's, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's there. It's still available for the people who have it. And I'm happy to play it again. Um, but mm-hmm. now we got new, bigger, better stuff coming for a lot of cool things. Th- this is like a, a renaissance for ip based games i feel the these past couple of years like there's been this explosion of you know you know the, the this golden age of board games you know since the i would say going all the way back to you know the 2000s you know this yeah all these you know great mechanics you know are being innovative and you know taking this 
concept of board games and making them you know really interesting and special and showing people that you can do stuff beyond roll and move um, but now you know the ip games that kind of not destroyed board games but definitely held them down because there was not a lot of thought put into them believe me i know i've been buying a lot of <laughs> old board games lately um sure. it's becoming this thing where oh now they're taking all those innovative mechanics and they're making really good games based on intellectual property and they're good and they're fun and yeah that gets more people into the hobby because they're buying things that they like you know based on theme and they're playing really good games and that's going to expand the hobby just more and more and i like it and renegade games is a great company to do this with i agree all right well that's all i got for the con i mean there, there was just some other cool stuff like the painting and you know you got to they had it interspersed with um creators and you know employees from renegade talking about you know their history with these different franchises you know what Mm -hmm. they liked about them and why they love them so much and why they're so excited to work on them it was really great stuff to see um because they got to tell their own personal stories um but as far as news that's pretty much it um it was a good time oh and there was a great game show at the end which i almost won so i was really mad um (laughs) oh what was it so they first they did a trivia contest and then they did a bingo game, um, and the trivia contest I was in the the top three players got uh, gift cards to Renegade site, and I was in the mm-hmm. top three almost the entire time, um, but I messed up on two questions near the end, and then I dropped to then uh, the last question I did really well on, but not enough to get back into third place, so I ended up fourth place, oh, that uh, sucks, which was dude. disappointing. Uh, yeah, but, no, but it was hosted by Bruce Vogue from the Party Game Cast, and he's a very funny guy. Um, so he was having a blast because he also said, "I'm not familiar with most of the things I'm talking about because you know I'm older than a lot of you." So he was having a grand old time mispronouncing things and trying to guess what they were, even though he wasn't familiar with it, what it was. So it was sure, great. sure, that's always good. That's always good. Yeah. Nice. Uh, but had a grand old time with that. Uh, I wasn't going to do it, but I was up anyway playing. Uh, sorry, up anyway working. So I just kind of joined in, and it was a good. Yeah, time. no, totally. Hey, that's a, that's great. I would do it again. I like these kind of. It felt like a low pressure convention because I could just watch what I wanted to watch, and not have to worry about travel. Um, you know, there, there was some interaction. Um, I think it was a really cool event. I like the way they did it. Hmm. No, no, I'm, it, it's, you know, these, these types of um, streams and whatnot, I, obviously, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of what I was going to say. So, like, this is how, like, I would consume something like uh, like E3, mm. um, you know, video, video game broadcast. I've been like, hey, uh, you can't come to the thing, so here's our curated version of what you're going to see hosted by personalities that you that you probably like because you decided to watch it with us so it's nice to see that um you know because because it was just renegade stuff so to have them themselves or people that they decided to partner with that you know like that they, you all know about um it, it's it's nice to see that sort of thing so it they work stream it and they will come yeah and if anything it got more people to see it i assume because it's much more easily accessible, and it didn't cost anything to attend. Yeah, um, I just got to 
I had to sign up for it and I logged in at the time that they were streaming. Uh, they were <laughs> because uh, they were going by uh, not East Coast time. So <laughs> I was, mm-hmm. I think, two, three hours ahead. So it was pretty late, yeah. <laughs> which is why I almost didn't do the last event. But yeah, it was still fun. Nice, man. Hey, I'm glad you stuck it through and, and we got a bunch of cool information. So some cool games coming up. Awesome. Well, thanks for letting me rant about it. Um, yeah. This was a lot of fun, and I will see you shortly to record the next episode. Yeah, yeah. In, in, about, uh, in about nine hours. We'll see, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I, I, I got to watch the last three episodes yeah. of uh, Kingdom. And depending on uh, the order that these air, we'll determine whether that was an awkward statement to make. <laughs> eh, whatever. <laughs> Future spoilers or you already know. Awesome. Or if you didn't, or 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 if it's uh, if it already happened but you didn't listen, go do that. I'm gonna so, I'm gonna point out a bunch of stuff Zach shouldn't be upset about, but he definitely is. <laughs> we'll see. I got notes. Yeah, I I've, I've taken a couple of notes just on my phone, just a couple of uh, random statements that I'd like to read. So we'll we'll, we'll go over that in a, in a few hours. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me, Sean. And we will see you next time. See ya.